from the streets of San Antonio straight to your wallet. It's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of Jake of All Trades. I'm your host, Jake Rivas, and here with me today is the roaming entrepreneur, Kirk Barbera. Hey guys, thanks for having me, Jake. Yeah, of course. So uh, if you didn't know, it is 2019, and we're at the beginning of the year. It's time to dust off those uh, dumbbells. Maybe if you had um, losing weight or getting financial or getting fit in the uh, for 2018 and it didn't Grow work beard. out, that was kind of like me. That was you. My, that yeah. <laughs> if, if that was yours, you accomplished that because yes. I'm impressed. Yeah, and still not a full Leonidas beard. Well, I'll try to get there. You're getting close. Yeah. You're getting close. <laughs> so lots of new New Year's resolutions. It's a popular thing for people to do, right? I thought. What about from a financial perspective? Everybody seems to overlook their finances every year. Why not make it a priority at the beginning of the year to set up some, set yourself some tangible goals? They don't have to be super complex and get them done in the new year. So that's what I thought we'd talk about today. And how to keep it done. Because <laughs> exactly. people lose it after like February or whatever, right? Yeah, they totally do. They're like, eh, I did that, whatever. So Whoa. what I wanted to, let's talk about like, all right identify some goals, and then how can these be sustainable? That's a good point. Got it. Let's talk about these financial goals here. And I want to talk about, we've got some stuff. This is the stuff that I believe uh, is really important and is also easy to do because sometimes you can set yourself up with goals that are totally unachievable, right? I'm sure you've done that before. Never. Uh, never. I'm perfect. And, and when it comes to finances, I'm supposed to be a millionaire. Too, I'm 33. I'm supposed to be a millionaire. Right? So. And you're the you're the entrepreneur, so you're yeah. supposed to be killing it, right? Making your first million when you were 30, yeah, right? Right. Well, yeah. My, my yeah, I've had goals like that for sure. When I was like 18, 19, I'm gonna be a millionaire. Well, it's actually I was gonna be financially free by 35. Okay. Um, and actually, you know, we talked about this on on, on other shows. I've, I've kind of accomplished that, but not yeah. as I originally met, uh, envisioned it. <laughs> so, so that's interesting about goals, right? What was that? Yeah, I said the definition of financially free has changed for you a little bit. Well, yeah, the expectations. But yeah, the expectations. Like that's that's yeah. an, an interesting thing to talk about in your goal setting, I imagine. Right. So, um, I think. The first thing that I always, uh, that I thought should be made a priority doesn't apply to everybody, um, but you need to have an emergency savings. So why not make 2019 the year that you accumulate that? So I don't know if you know this, but there is, uh, I think it's two out of four Americans have less than a thousand dollars in their bank account, which is insane to me. Yeah, so it's like a huge percentage. Maybe it's one out of four, two out of four, something like that. It's a big chunk of people don't even have $1,000 in their bank account. Wait, 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 wait. Two out of four adult Americans? Adult Americans. Yeah. $1,000? Let's see. Let me pull up the statistic right now. That's insane. That's 125 million people without $1,000 in their savings. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. I'm, I'm going to pull this up right now because the crazy thing is like you wouldn't think that this would be the case. Most people's paycheck is more than a thousand dollars, right? Yeah. Uh, but well, that just means not, they're spending it all. We're not saving anything, right? I have heard that about America that we are um, a country that like part of what makes wealth of a country is the savings of the individuals, right? Correct. Because then yes. you can invest in the future. 
But Americans are notoriously bad at that because, you know, we're quote unquote a consumption society and all that. So it's interesting. Yep. I just never heard it put in that statistic of two out of four is a thousand. Like that's or under a thousand. Which so actually it's it's sense. more than it's actually three it's closer to three out of four because seventy percent seventy percent of Americans have less than a thousand dollars in their emergency fund and forty percent have no savings at all. Oh, so wow. there's even a distinction from you may have two hundred dollars in your bank account and so you're part of the seventy percent, but forty percent oh. of people have no savings at all, which is crazy to me this includes, um, how do this you includes investments yes yes oh, wow. absolutely includes retirement investments and cash savings so it boggles my mind because like i just i can't think of a month last year that i didn't have an unexpected expense pop up that if i didn't have some money in savings i wouldn't have been able to cover it like doesn't that does that not happen to you often well, so it does happen um, a bit, but let me ask you this. Do, do you think part of it is being a homeowner and making more money? So like, as you make more money and you have more things, do you find that you have more emergency like, funds? Like emergency? more stuff pops up? Yeah, oh, more course. stuff pops yeah. up? Okay. Yeah, so, there's totally a correlation between... Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But from your perspective, what happens if you get a flat in the rv yeah or I, yeah there, there's or somebody something. breaks somebody breaks in and steals some stuff and now you've got to pay your deductible on the insurance yeah and, and like just like i need a new piece of equipment like it's not even uh like i can't do this job without this piece of equipment it's another mm -hmm. unexpected it's not an emergency but it's definitely unexpected or my dog you know i need to take her into the the vet or something right like that's yeah. an emergency so yeah i mean it definitely happens or i just get really hungry <laughs> <laughs> you use you use emergency funds to pay for food. I guess hey, it happens. part of the three out of four, man, I guess. <laughs> so how can we accomplish this, right? It's a very easy thing to do, even for somebody who makes very little money. It's called pay yourself first, all right? And so what I am suggesting as the goal should be for everybody to go to their HR department, and I'm sure that your bank, your your uh, paychecks are direct deposited into your bank account, just like everybody else's are, right? Go to your HR department, provide them the account number for a savings account, and tell them, I want 10% of my paycheck. Once that paycheck goes out, I want it automatically put into this savings account, and then the other 90% can come into my checking account. So I didn't know you could do that through your HR department. I thought you had to do that through your bank. No, you can do it through your payroll. Can you do person. it through your bank as well, though? Does it matter? You can, but the difference is that the bank transfer is going to occur after the funds have already hit your checking account. So it's not account. first. It's not the principal. So it's payment. not first. Yeah. It's the principal of paying yourself first, meaning from your pay, from your direct pay, 10% of it's going right into the savings account. I remember when I was a kid, I went to this uh, one of those cheesy seminars when I was like 16 years old, uh, those free hotel seminars. And like, yes. there was this guy and he would, you know, he's like one of those motivational speakers. He would have us all stand up and he would say, you would do this whole, whole spiel about um, you're going to, um, what, what kind of person are you going to be? You're going to put your money and you're going to be an 
automatically. And he made us all stand up and go automatically. Like, and the idea that his whole book was uh, the automatic millionaire. And he was like teaching exactly that. Where it's like, you, you're supposed to like have all every bill you have should come out. How? Automatically. <laughs> and he had all of it. And I was like the 16 year old with no money. Like, automatically. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on. But, um, the, the point is that I, I, I learned that and didn't do it, but I learned it then. So this thing didn't work. But maybe that didn't work, like but maybe. waving my hand didn't work, but maybe you and this podcast will work. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so what about people who aren't uh, like me, who are entrepreneurs and they don't have an HR department? I'm the HR department. So how do you pay yourself first in that case? So one thing you just said I love is when I have had HR departments, I never did that. I never went to the company I worked for in the past and said, hey, can you put 10% into an account? So that was the first way to pay yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, automatically, automatically, yep. automatically. <laughs> so, how do I do it as an entrepreneur? Good question. So, there are two ways, really, you could think about doing it. One, depending on how you receive payment from your clients, whether they direct deposit it, whether they write you a check, whether it's a credit card, you could establish that savings transfer at your bank level. So okay. you could potentially just create an auto savings plan and every two weeks move it over, right? Yeah. The other thing you could think about doing would be having all of your income flow into a business account and then recreating for yourself a paycheck. And that paycheck out oh, of that business account could be small, but it would be sufficient enough so that you could accomplish the same thing, right? So you could yeah. just say, theoretically, I want to at least receive a paycheck to cover my uh, my payment on the RV, groceries, and my automatic savings. Create a paycheck just for that amount and automatically deduct it the same as you would if you were the you are the HR department and you're automatically putting in the savings account. One of those two ways would accomplish the same thing. I think I'm supposed to be doing that, but I'm not. So that's good. It's a good reminder to do that. Like that you are, to, yeah, like, yeah. It helps from a so. business structure when you're structuring yeah. your income. Well, so I'll, I'll just say real quickly. We could talk about this some other time, but I this is a good topic of like the money flow of paying the the people like my vendors that I pay, and it's all coming into like different accounts. And it's like, okay, I need to. I'm stupid. I need to be put. I'm the motley fool. Uh, for reals, uh, I need to be putting this you need into to have that uh, business but anyway, account. Yeah, let's yeah. back on topic. For I don't want to derail us so, too much. So that would be my my suggested solution for somebody who's an entrepreneur. Yeah, uh, that would be the same way to accomplish it and make that a priority for 2019. I think that's a good goal to have. Yeah. yeah. Like All right. That. So let's talk about the next one. Number this two. one is really really important, and a lot of people overlook it because it has no direct impact. And that is pull your freaking credit report. Have you ever pulled your credit report? Yeah, through one of my bank or one of my uh, my credit card, it a lot it like you it has an ability to just quickly pull the credit card right there in the home screen. Now that's your score, so that's different than the report itself. What I'm talking about is pulling Whatever, the actual Jake, report. Whatever, Jake. You financial <laughs> gurus. I thought I was doing the right thing, and it turns no, out I'm not. <laughs> that is good. So you, keeping track of your score is good. But the important thing with pulling a credit report is that you can see when mi- incorrect information is showing up on your report. So if somebody steals your identity, you quickly know and you can fight it. Otherwise, if you don't ever pull your report. 
you're not going to know that somebody's screwing with your credit until you see that score on your credit card website start to tick down and you're like, what's going on? I'm paying all my bills. Pulling the credit report can prevent something like that from happening. And also it just makes you aware of all the debt that you have outstanding. So sometimes I'm guilty of it too. I've forgotten like, oh, I think I had a student loan with like another provider. If you pull yes. that credit, if you pull that credit report, it's going to show up there because it's tied to your social security. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe I yeah. should, maybe we should call me the financial fool. <laughs> that was one thing we were talking about before the show. What should we call me on this thing? Okay. So thank you. That, how do we do that, Jake? <laughs> so you go to <laughs> you go to this website annualcreditreport.com. So not freerecreditreport.com because that's not the correct website and they charge you. You do not have to pay to get your credit report. You do not have to pay. It's free. You go to annualcreditreport.com. There's three credit reporting agencies: Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. All three are capable of generating your credit report for you. You can access all three through the annualcreditreport.com website. I usually suggest pull one report in the first quarter of the year from one of those three, then go to the next one at the end of the second quarter and pull that one. And then at the end of the third quarter, go to the third reporting agency and pull that one. So you have an entire picture all year long of your credit reports and you can see exactly what's on there and you make sure that nothing that shouldn't be on there isn't on there. Okay. Let me say on there one more time. Yeah. On there. What's on there? <laughs> on so there. The stuff you need it to be. Com. Dot com. I'm going to mm-hmm. show this on the screen so people can see it. So this Perfect. is the website, uh, annualcreditreport.com, the only source for your cre- free credit reports authorized by federal law. That's it. So this is yep. it. Um, I did not know this existed. <laughs> There's your now Experian, you Trans Union, and Equifax. Request your free credit reports. So I'm not going to do that right now, but I will do that the second we get off this uh, show. There so you go. We need to That's finish it. the show so I can know what the heck. Who is messing up my credit report? Because I always assumed it was me, but maybe my credit score is so low maybe. because somebody's screwing it up. But it's probably because maybe somebody else is screwing it up, or you're just going to find out. Nope, that's really it's just, just you. me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably just me. Like, stop buying Good. stuff you don't need, like you know, expensive computers and motorcycles. Uh, right. Yeah, that can be tempting. <laughs> so, by pulling it once, you're going to satisfy a view of what what it is that's on there. But then also by consistently doing it throughout the year, that's going to help you keep track and stay on top of your credit report because you don't know at any time somebody could steal your identity and start applying for loans and you would never know unless you start pulling that report. So I bet that's someone a way to has keep done that with me. And then they're like, eh, I don't want to steal this identity. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to get another life. No, not this one. <laughs> let, me find some, let me find another candidate yeah, this to is steal. Like the best life. That's funny. <laughs> All right. It. So that's goal number two. So goal goal number number one, we're going to accumulate an emergency fund. Goal number two, we're going to pull our credit report. Report. Got it. The final one, this one's exciting and kind of fun. I'm going to encourage everyone to go out and do some research to find a good reward point credit card. So find yourself a credit card that gives you some nice rewards as you spend 
And you can use those rewards in whatever way is most appropriate for you. So if you like to travel, find yourself a, there's an Amazon one. So the Amazon one, what does that do? What are, what is the, how does that benefit you? This is Chase. Well, it benefits me because it's heavy, man. I think it's, it, I give it to people and they think they must think that I'm rich because it's like, they may think you have like the Amex black yeah. card, the one that's metal. Yeah. yeah. This is like, and it's, it's, so it's like I put it at restaurants and everyone's like, ooh, but not really. But yeah, because then they look at Amazon, like, Amazon. <laughs> uh, but no, Amazon Prime, I get points for Amazon purchases. And I buy a lot of stuff on Amazon, all my you know equipment and stuff as an entrepreneur, uh, a lot of books I buy. through. So sometimes I just get free books because I spend so much and the point system seems to be pretty good. So anyway... Get yourself a reward card. The <laughs> best resource that I know of is NerdWallet, nerdwallet.com. If you go to that website, they're an aggregator of credit card data. So they can tell you what the best reward cards are, what the best cards are to do a balance transfer, um, and also what credit score is required to qualify for those cards. So you don't waste your time applying for something that you're not going to qualify for. Uh, so that's a great place to go. I encourage you go there. Pick a card that you like the reward system and how it works and start using it. I like it. That's it. Good one. So that's our, that is the three, what I, from my perspective, a good way to start the year would be focusing on savings by accumulating that emergency fund, paying attention to your finances by pulling that credit report, and then enhancing your credit score by getting a rewards card where you're also able to accumulate some rewards that you can benefit from in 2019. All right. Those are helpful. I'm going to go to my Kirk Barbera HR department and start <laughs> opening up an account like a real business person. I'm going to go pull a credit report for reals from annualcreditreport.com. And I'm going to get more credit cards because Jake told me to get a whole bunch of credit cards. I no, did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. It's just get a whole use bunch it, of credit it's, it's all about personal responsibility. You yeah. got to use it responsibly. Yes. Yeah. But I'm going to get a gas reward for me. That's the one. That's that what you need to do. Yep. You got to do that. I like it. Okay. All right, well, Jake. That wraps up this episode of Jake of All Trades. It's 2019. Live your best life this year and make smart financial decisions. I'm your host, Jake Rivas, and this is the roaming millennial Kirk Barbera signing off. Thank you so much. And be sure to follow me on social media by searching for at Jake's Two Cents and check out my blog at jakestwocents.com. And remember, you are the expert of your own life, and that's my two cents. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.